people don't watch news anymore. You just get it online. You know? True. So what's going to put more asses in the seats talking about, you know, a central bank digital currency or, you know, who would be a shittier president, Biden or Trump? Well, the, the latter sounds more interesting because we can talk about how, you know, we have two incompetent people running for probably one of the most important offices in the world. Yeah, the presidential election stresses me out. I'm like, Biden's old. Trump is disgusting. Why are these our options? I'm like, there are so many. Let's not even talk about it. Well, no, let me add, <laughs> but, but see, but there, but there is an angle. There is something to that because we talk about investing. We talk about creating and protecting wealth. You cannot effectively create and protect your wealth if you live in an environment where there is too much government control because there, with the idea of the government controlling what you do with your money, how you spend it, where you can spend it, that has a direct effect on your ability to, to create and protect wealth. Today, Sarah, and this is Jeff Siegel. Is this that thing where people listen to stuff and then they get like relaxed? ASMR. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're just whispering for fun. I'm just kidding. But yeah, thanks for <laughs> joining us. Yeah, I'm hosting because I was forced to. But nobody forces <laughs> you to do anything you don't want to do. You so, really, really <laughs> wanted to do this. True, 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 true. I'm actually shaking with anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> excitement. <laughs> but yeah, so glad to have you in town. I Thank know you. it's a little bit of a trek for you. I don't mind. You don't mind? Good. Because no. I mind driving just in a little bit of Baltimore because everyone is an idiot on the road, except well, for me. <laughs> I had to drive. So in order to get to the airport, it's uh, I'm 160 miles from the airport. And then I fly down here from Albany. Um which isn't too bad, but I have uh, I drive a Tesla, and I can typically make it Albany no problem. I've more than 300 miles on a charge, but it was five degrees when I left, and the you know when it's really cold, it affects the range of of your vehicle. So yeah. I had to stop uh, along the way and and, and refuel. You know, dang. Um, yeah, so it's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but I don't really have to deal with it that much. I would hate living that far from the airport. It sucks. Yeah, honestly. Like, being so close to BWI is nice. But anyway, <laughs> side note. So, yeah. What's going on? How are you? How's life? Listen, things are good. I caught your diatribe on the banks. Yes. Kudos. Well done. Thank you. Uh, seemed like a lot of people really wanted to chime in. Oh, yeah. People were, <laughs> some people were hating it, and I was loving it. I love annoying people so well listen if you want to annoy people talk about banks literally everyone's like yeah give me my money i'm like okay it's not my problem it's not my fault that there's literal federal regulations we have to follow in order to work there if you don't like it be one of those grumpy old people that just shoves everything in your mattress fight me i don't know everyone's so pissed <laughs> off i'm like wow you guys really have nothing better to do than to well, rant online but I, I have to say you know to play devil's advocate i understand why discussion of, of banking could um, aggravate people. I mean, not, I don't know necessarily directed at you, of course, but, um, but what an easy target, banks. True. You know, and it's not even banks. It's kind of weird. It's like we, we say, oh, the banks are bad. It's not, it's a thing. A, a bank can't be bad. It's only the people that run the bank. It's kind of like blaming the car 
for a drunk driver. It's not the car's fault. It's True. the driver's fault. And I kind of see the same thing happening with banks. It's not a building that houses money. It's not the fault of that building. You know, it's just the you know unethical people who like run it and yeah. the issues. Yeah, with banking. I know there's been in the past like issues with redlining and like not allowing certain people to have access to certain loans and stuff and that's why there are certain rules and regulations now i mean like not just that but well you know the thing of it is with the rules and regulations it's all very suspicious because you know the people that run the banks are in bed with the state we know this i mean the 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 fact that these the 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 banks and the people that run the banks get away with literal theft consistently um, tells you everything you need to know about who's really running the country. Yeah. Um, I actually, before you got here, I pulled up a couple of quotes, and I wanted to read this one for you because I thought you'd appreciate it. Um, it's from Thomas Jefferson. Old school. I know that guy. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. He said, if the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks and corporations that will grow up around them will deprive the people of all property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. Mm. Now, listen, I don't know if Thomas Jefferson could have ever predicted that we'd be in a place where we are today. Um, But there's a lot to be said about allowing an institution to have that much power. Just like we don't like the idea of a government as an institution having so much power um it's interesting to me how so many people can say i you know i want less government but how often do we say i want less banks has anybody ever said that yeah no maybe, yeah. maybe some of these maybe. people in the, in the comments <laughs> but other than other than you nerds but well I, you know <laughs> and again it's 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 the result of 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 the people that run the banks yeah um so there are options. Obviously, you, we don't have to go to the big banks to do our, you know, have our checking accounts and savings accounts. There are credit unions. That, there are uh, small private banks that could be more aligned with your values. You know, there are some banks that won't invest in um, defense companies, or uh, there's some in banks that won't invest in coal companies. You know, it's it's it can be aligned with whatever your values are if you care. I mean, I don't yeah. know how many people really care either way. Um, but my point of the one thing I wanted to bring up about the banks, um, again, is how how much like how long do we allow the people that run this banks to continue stealing from us, and there be no consequences at all? I, I, I and again I, I jotted down a couple of notes because there are just a couple of things that I was thinking about in terms of um, uh, things that that these that's happened under the under the uh, under the umbrella of these banks. And there's three that I wrote down because I didn't want to forget them. Um, the Wells Fargo, I don't know if you remember, they opened the up. The oil a, thing? Was that? No, oh. this is when they, <laughs> there's so many, right? I know, there's so many issues. Uh, open up phantom bank and credit card accounts. Oh, wait. Under people's names. Yeah, just to get up with like certain numbers and stuff. And yeah, because yeah, there's like quotas and people would have to like make certain numbers. And then after that, at that point, I worked at Capital One and they got rid of that because they, there's like a huge issue and they don't they want people caught. to think. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even <laughs> yeah. like the bank I worked at. It was right. because a different bank had an issue. They're like, we're just going to get rid of this with our, within our own bank so right. that our customers don't think that that's something that we would even consider, you know? But Well, so consider that 
say you work at Chipotle, okay, and you take someone's credit card information and you create a fake account, not only will you be fired, you'll go to jail. Yeah. You know, but if you run a bank, you get a bonus. <laughs> yeah. How fucked up is that? It's super fucked, honestly. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Goldman Sachs literally helped steal $5.4 billion from the state investment fund of Malaysia. I, that was it didn't it didn't make a lot of headlines I guess because it was Ma- Malaysia related. Um, if you steal ten dollars from somebody again, you could go to jail. But True. if you're Goldman Sachs, oh, my bad. Here, let me just pay a fine and walk off. Yeah. J.P. Morgan found liable of poor oversight that allowed Bernie Madoff to uh, have the largest Ponzi scheme in history. If you don't count Social Security. That's another rant for another day. Um, they paid a fine and moved on. Exactly. They're just fined, and they have these infinite amount of millions of dollars to be able to pay it and just kind of brush under the, under the rug and just be like, I'm an old wealthy person, and I can do whatever I want whenever I want. And that's just America. Well, I, I, don't, think that's, I don't think that's just America. I mean, that's everywhere. I yeah, mean, true, that's just true, general true. you know, unethical behavior that could happen and does and, happen everywhere. Um, the one thing that I found interesting about that one was uh, they were fined not for stealing, but for poor oversight. Okay. And this really got me thinking, and I think we've discussed this in the past about ESG, the environmental social governance thing, which has really been targeted as kind of like this woke agenda thing. And ESG initially started out as just basically um, certain risk factors that you that you acknowledge as a fiduciary. Um, and unfortunately, some people kind of, kind of took this ESG, ESG thing and then did turn it into kind of like a, a social cultural mechanism. And it got really, the, the design of it kind of got out of whack. Um, but if you think that there should be proper oversight of a bank, then that means you accept one tenet of ESG. Now, does anyone think that these big banks, there should not be proper oversight over these banks. I can't imagine anyone saying no. No, yeah. I mean, even with the the so-called oversight that exists now, how well does it work? So we, we went from, okay, so I, I believe in the basic fundamentals of ESG, the idea that like these are all risk factors that every company should take into consideration, not be forced upon anybody, but if, if you are uh, a fiduciary, you have responsibility to the people you work for. So if you recognize a certain um, risk factor, and in this case would be governance, you have to speak out about it. What happens when the people that are are charged with the responsibility of oversight of the banks are connected to the state? Hmm. I mean, the government supposedly has all these rules and regulations in place to protect us from the banks doing bad things. But the banks always do bad things. They always steal. I don't want to say the banks, the people that run the bank. They're always doing these things. It's $3 billion here, $5 billion here, you know, a, a fine here, a fine there. But they're still operating. There's no other industry in the world that would allow that. Maybe to some extent, the ener- you know, energy, like oil and gas, maybe you might see that. But the banking institution in not just the, the United States, but really in the Western world, 
is so insanely corrupt and it is corrupt under the guise or not really under the guise it's corrupt uh, you know behind the backdrop of you know government regulations which are superfluous they, they serve no no i mean it's more of like a they're giving you this illusion of safety yes your money is fdic sure insured great so if you have twenty thousand in the bank if something happens you'll be fine but also i thought that with the fdic insured that that was also kind of like a facade like oh it's insured but at the same time like the little terms and conditions you don't see is like it, they could take up to like so much time to give it back to you if something were to happen like you could die before you see the money oh, that was insured. Right, Some, yeah, that. yeah that's something i feel like i heard when i worked at a bank i had to have to look up to like like don't quote me on that basically <laughs> but still i was like i shouldn't even be surprised that they're like yeah it's you're insured yeah don't worry about it don't worry about it but it's just like eh. i kind of feel like the government would be like yo just pay them back because we don't want people messing up what we got here yeah you know I guess my thing is, I, I guess what I wanted to talk about really was when I, when I saw the video and really just saw the responses, it, it made sense to me. It makes sense why so many people hate banks. Um, and I, I guess, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to patronize those banks. There are so many banks out there. Again, there's credit unions, there are small community banks um, that you can put your money in those banks. I'm not saying they're going to necessarily, uh, you know, uh, operate ethically, uh, but their influence is probably significantly less than you would have with like, uh, you know, Bank of America or Wells Fargo, yeah. you know. So instead of hating the banks, maybe people that were, com that were complaining, find a bank that you trust, True. you know, and, and go talk to them. I don't know how it is in s different states, there might not be as many options, yeah. um, but I, I'm in New York, you know, and I have plenty of options and I bank with a bank that, you know, as aligned with my values, it's a small bank. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just feel like we, we, we spend so much time trying to figure out what kind of new TV we're going to buy. But we spend no time in trying to figure out where we're going to what bank we're going to use. Yeah, no, good point, because they really do all offer different things. So, so if you're like a person that deals with a lot of cash and you need to be able to deposit it or whatever, there's some banks that like don't have that many locations and you can only use ATMs and. It's like more online, like Capital One. When I worked there, they're really transitioning from having branches to being more like, you can open your account online and there's no balance and this and that. And some people hated it. They're like, you closed my location right by my house and I have to drive five minutes longer. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry, but this is just, I can show you how to make your life easier. And some people yeah. are for it, some are not. So, Well, I wouldn't yeah, necessarily options. be angry with a bank because you know, the, I know some people get, you know, it's frustrating. You go use an ATM, and if you don't use their ATM, then it costs There's you $3 or something. Yeah, from that ATM and also from your bank. Right, yeah. right. But <laughs> if I'm running that bank, of course I'm going to do that. I mean, it's a profit center. Why wouldn't you? If you can, if you're allowed to do it and people are going to give you the money to do that, you're paying for that convenience, then I can't be mad. It's almost like, why would I knock their hustle? You know what I mean? It's like... If we're willing to pay that money, then why would why would they stop? True. Um, but with the ATMs, like that is like more understandable, especially it being like an off-brand thing, this and that. But what I always, as an employee at a bank, two banks, would be bothered by is when people would get overdraft fees. Mm -hmm. When it's like sometimes people are really struggling and yeah. like 
the like even if you don't have they'll be like why did the money come out like some like ach transactions like if you have your bills coming out automatically or whatever they'll clear that or if you drew a check but like you might not be able to swipe your debit card but then they'd also be hit with like a like a 35 dollar fee it's like hey i clearly don't have the money and now you're gonna on top of that like charge me for having like some shit go wrong and that always rubbed me the wrong way and i if i could i'd be like yeah let's waive it blah 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 that's another thing too is like having a good relationship with like the people like the bankers or the tellers at your bank so that they like know you personally and know what's up and can like try and help you out when they can i think you'll find and at least with some smaller credit unions and some smaller community banks um that's They'll put, uh, they'll incorporate some of those measures. So when so the bank I go to, they'll it's set up so there's uh, like what I guess it's what they call overdraft protection or oh, something yeah. like that. I don't have to pay any extra for that. Basically, like if I ever get below a certain threshold, um, they do something to like let me know before they process anything. Um, I've never been in that situation, but if it, if I ever am in that situation, um, at least they t- they let me know ahead of time before going forward and processing that transaction um, and then charging me a fee. True, but even with some time, like, I don't know if it's all banks or if it was only how certain banks worked, but it would be like opting in or opting out of overdraft protection. Mm -hmm. And it would kind of set you up so that like, yeah, if you're at the gas station, you're gonna go swipe your card, it would stop. But if you had already like written a check off of your account, like that would clear, even if you Mm. didn't have the money or like those automatic ACH kind of trans like transactions you have for like your mortgage or whatever, those they'd allow to go through. But like, like a point of sale straight up using your card wouldn't work. So sometimes you have to check it out because they'll still be able to do over like overdraft your account. I think well with with larger banks, there's kind of like a you know a set of standard operating procedures. If they're not very flexible, yeah, this is what it is. It's boilerplate. I think with some of the smaller banks, because they need they, it's harder for them to get customers because they're not, you know, a huge bank. Um, they offer those things, um, but yeah, I, I guess again, I I think mostly it was I enjoyed your <laughs> I enjoyed the video, but I think I enjoyed the comments just as much, because I recognize that anger, and I mean, I, listen. Being angry at you or being angry at banks, I mean, I, I think that's people just venting because they don't they don't have to do it in front of your face. Yeah. It's, it, anonymity is great online because people talk a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm one of the them. Time. I talk shit all the time. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk shit to your face. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's amusing. I just, it was, yeah, reading some of the comments to me was amusing. I don't get offended by it. So, yeah. come, come on. I, yeah, would, <laughs> I would be more, uh, I, I'm more concerned when we talk about banks and just institutional banking and the involvement of the government in that, I'm more concerned about things like central bank digital currencies, for mm. instance, where there's more control over your money. It's a situation whereby the government or uh, someone working for the government could look at your account and say you wanted a uh, I don't know, buy tickets to a concert. And they say, well, you haven't had your vaccination yet, so no, we're not going to let you do that. What? I mean, that's a legitimate concern because under this idea of central bank digital currency, like the government can turn, o- turn your money basically on and off. That, to me, is far more terrifying. Oh, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, and they're working to make this happen. So that to me, if, if someone's gonna get on the, you know, complain about things or, or want to vent 
you know, or shout out against you, you know, I would spend more of that time and effort shouting out against the integration of CBDC, which is coming. Thanks. At which point you will have no control over any of this. You think you're pissed off now because you have to spend $3 for an ATM fee. What's going to happen when you want to go buy something and the government tells you you can't? Or better yet, what happens if the government says, well, you've held on to that money long enough, um, it's expired? That's the thing. That would suck. Yeah, and I talk about this and people, oh, that's so very conspiratorial. Well, is it? I mean, your money has expired. I'd be like, you're about to expire. Right. <laughs> well, the, the, the people will say, well, that would never happen. The government would never do that. And it's like, are you new? Yeah. Like, when has the government ever done anything in your favor? Ever. True. You know? So, um, yeah, in terms of banking, I'd be far more concerned about CBDC and um, just really more, more regulation and oversight. Um, to present to present you the idea that you know you they're looking out for your best interest, which they never are. Yeah. So what is the solution? And you think about that as well. Is it crypto? Well, crypto can be manipulated by the government too. Um, and I, I've racked my brain, and I really, I mean, not to sound defeatist, but I don't know what the solution is other than for me anyway is to try to just at least work with smaller banks, um, where I know that. They'll at least try to work with me uh, if I need them to. And I know that uh, they're less likely, at least because I've taken the time to, to do research on them, because that's what I do anyway, um, that they haven't been fined three, you know, what, a billion dollars for using fake names or stealing money from a retirement fund or something like that, or letting Bernie Madoff rip people off for, what, 20 years or something. Um, we have choice, you know, where we decide to put our money, where we decide to bank is up to us. Um, you don't have to go to Chase. You don't have to go to whatever the, all the, you know, whatever big bank is, you know, somewhat ubiquitous at this point. The, oh, well, you know, I get free ATM. Okay. <laughs> but I'd rather, I don't, I guess I don't really use ATMs that much either, but I'd rather spend $10 a month on ATM fees than let a huge bank use my money to commit fraud yeah just something to consider instead of yelling at you yeah right <laughs> exactly there's like oh yeah let's just switch it up look at other banks and what they offer or just have no money and you don't even have to worry about it because you're like i don't even have any money anyway what are you gonna <laughs> what are you gonna control i have two dollars well you have organs you know oh true 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 yeah harvest a kidney or something. Those things happen too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah. Uh, but you does. know, so, I mean, in terms of, like, if we look at other parts of the world, so like in, in China, for instance, like every, I mean, even here, every transaction, there is oversight. Like, the, every, wh whoever the, whoever that person is or that organization is in the government, they can pull up every transaction you ever made. It, someone have to accept that. I, I reluctantly accept that, but it's, it just is what it is. Um, in China, it might be a bit different right now because they do have that kind of social credit system. Are you living up to the values of our country? If you are not, then we can maybe take your money in a way that you will have no way to know any different or control what you buy and what you spend. Here, I think eventually that's probably going to happen, but it's going to be a big fight because, you know, we're not used to that. We're not used to uh, anyone really having control over money except except us, or at least control, I should say not control of our money, but over our purchasing power. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's a that's a, a big difference there. Um, 
but again, what what what, the, what is the solution? You know, is it hoard cash? Is it buy gold? I, eventually, it's all going to be, uh, you know, transferred over to dollars or CBDC or whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, I think there's I'm, I'm less concerned about again ATM fees and <laughs> you know that kind of thing than uh, than the bigger picture, which is ultimately you know control over our movements, control over control over our purchasing power, because um, that's very scary. It's not just a threat to your your your, uh, your wealth, um, but just to your basic freedoms. Yeah, no, that would yeah I would be very against that. Like, oh, sorry, no, you can't buy this plane ticket because we don't want you to. It's, yeah. Well, think about it. For how long, how many years were we, we weren't supposed to, we weren't allowed to go to Cuba. So if you wanted to go to Cuba, you had to go to Canada first and then fly to Canada. Well, under CBDC scenario, you could maybe buy the ticket or go to buy the ticket. And then there's a little algorithm that says, no, nope, you can't go to, you can't go to Cuba. Yeah. Hmm. Restricting our movement—that is—that is a—that uh, a, that is communist ideology, you know. And how many of us are just—I don't know how many would just accept that, but I guess some of us do, and are okay with that. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, get me the heck out of here. Yeah, but they say no, you can't. In fact, we're going to hold your money, so you can't go anywhere. I mean, again, I, I'm not trying to sound hyper hyperbolic, but you know. Sometimes you just have to shake the tree a little bit. And, and, and uh, that's what, you know, when uh, I came down here to, to do this podcast, that's why I wanted to bring this up because it's not as simple as hating on a bank because for whatever reason, it, it, whatever, you know, your reason because for hating the, the bank Because the teller is. asked you a question, where, <laughs> why are you withdrawing $12,000? Right. Like, Which, in, in all fairness, it's like your, your response should be none of your fucking business. It's not your money. It's my money, you know. Um, and I fully support anyone rejecting that that idea, but um, prepare, because it's not going to get any better. And I think about people. I mean, I'm older, but I'm in my fifties. But I think about people just coming out of college, who are very accustomed to using Venmo and Apple Cash or whatever it may be, um, that have never written a check before. You know, or rarely yeah. use cash. Um, I love the idea of just doing everything on a phone or, or my computer. It's so easy and convenient. Um, but just be forewarned that, you know, there's a, there's a price to pay for that convenience. Um, and when you are willing to give up your, uh, your freedom for convenience, that, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough, that's a tough take, you know. Mm. Yeah, no, good point. <laughs> Not <laughs> to bring everybody down. I thought we were just going to shit on the banks. but that's no, all good. Let's bring everyone down. And then, yeah, you're going to worry about the government and your money, and then we all die. <sighs> well, I'm <sighs> hoping for the meteor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, no, that was – I don't know. I never even thought about the, the thought, the process of literally just being like, no, just denied being able to – just like buy whatever I want. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, so I mean, you're you're a lot younger than me. So how often do you? I'm just curious. How much? How often do you use cash? Literally never. Anytime I get cash, I literally have a little section in one of my drawers. That I just put it there. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'll save it up. It'll be like a secret savings, and then I'll have <laughs> this cash for something. I'm trying to think. 
maybe sometimes if I like owe someone money, I'm like, oh, I just have cash. I'll just give it to you instead of Venmoing or mm-hmm. Zelling them. But but is it more common for you to do it digitally, like to do it on your phone to give? If you owe somebody money, you just use Venmo. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, I'm like I never use cash for anything. I'm trying to think. Yeah, no. Maybe yeah. if it's like if I were to walk by a child's lemonade stand, which has literally <laughs> never happened <laughs> that I could think of, but or like a yard sale. But yeah. other than that, no. I don't even use cash to buy weed anymore. I know. I was going to be like, that's all singing. I was like, maybe weed, but I still then I just have my debit card linked up. Yeah, so exactly. I'm just like, take it out of the account. Yeah. I'm upset. I can't use my credit card because it's not federally legal, and I want my rewards points. <laughs> I'd be like, that'd be cool. But oh, it's coming. They'll be changed soon. You'll be able to get all your points when you buy your weed. True. Yeah. <laughs> I know for real. I'd be like, oh, the cash back on my quarter of hybrid. It's like just kidding, but uh, weed. Yeah. <laughs> we. I was talking to Jason earlier about that. We were talking about the descheduling of of cannabis and how we'll probably get to schedule to schedule three soon, but. Um, still remain federally illegal yeah um, which is a really bizarre thing when you think about it i mean let's go back to again cbdc so here's the what would be what would ultimately ultimately be legal is the government to put an expiration date on your money that would not be illegal but consuming cannabis smoking a joint no that's federally illegal like you can't do this like sorry access denied <laughs> yeah I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty whacked out. Right? Yeah, for sure. And meanwhile, again, you know the banks that everyone really hated on after your podcast. They they're literally stealing money all the time, and they're controlling the the, the strings of government. And you just walk around like it's just another day. Yeah, just big banks, big companies, corporations, all just. And it, you know, I I, I don't. I don't necessarily blame huge corporate. I mean, the idea that we're gonna like shit on Walmart or shit on Target, all these big companies or Amazon, it's like they provide a service. They're in bed with the government to get all kinds of special tax breaks and subsidies and stuff. But is that the fault of the company or is that the fault of the government? Because if I'm running a company and the government says, I'm gonna give you a million dollars to build a new distribution center, what am I saying, no? True, yeah, there's like, oh, they're like, I'm just utilizing what's here. Like, I'm sorry, it realistically is unfair, but the options there just i don't know well like, do you think okay so in your in your demographic do people vote yeah do at least who i surround myself with they vote they do yeah do you think that people under 30 or tend to vote um more so than older people or less um i don't know if i i feel like i feel like old people definitely vote Anytime I've gone to like voting section, like places, it's always, I feel like the youngest person there every single time. But I know that I feel like getting younger people to vote has been like on the rise kind of thing. But at the same time, I don't know. I wouldn't say people under 30. I don't know. Cause I feel like that's still such a small amount of people. Cause what like 12 years of age. And I feel like some people don't think that it matters kind of thing, but mm-hmm. it does. But another thing I don't like is sometimes they'll, like, pile some stuff in, like, one thing to vote for. They're like, do you want to fund for all of these things? And I'm like, can I, like, cross them out? Like, I want to put my tax dollars towards, like, this, this, and this, but maybe not this or that one, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't know. That's a, that's another way they slip it in. Yeah. They're like, know? oh, yeah, sorry, let's destroy the forest here. 
but you're also helping fund the schools and helping fund the <laughs> fire department. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, the devil's <laughs> in the details. Yeah. Right? It's like, would you, you know, here's, would you, you know, be okay with us taking $10 out of your every paycheck to help, you know, secure freedoms around the world for people that live in dictatorships or something like that? And they're like, well, that kind of sounds good. And like, oh, actually, that's so we can go send you know, warplanes over there to bomb the shit out of people. Literally, what's happening know. right now. Literally. Yeah. Free Gaza. That's all I'm saying. But, yeah, no, shit sucks. <laughs> it's just, like, it's hard to, I don't know, there's so much crap in the world happening. And then, you know, then people are upset about a freaking bank. But then you're like, what is little specks on a rock flying through space? <laughs> what is life? It's just, you know. Well, I don't have time to, con- you know, <laughs> think about all that stuff. I mean, I got bills. You yeah, know true, I mean? true, so, true, true, true. I, and it's, I think it's a gift to be able to, um, we are very fortunate to live in this country because we do have, we do have so much. I mean, we are very, um, the freedoms that we have are unparalleled in, you know, compared to some other places in the world. To say what we want, to have this conversation right now is not possible in some parts of the world. And I think sometimes we take those freedoms for granted so when i see things like the cbdc and i see things situations where the government is allowing banks to essentially um take part in controlling certain aspects of your freedom um it's it sounds it's 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 it sounds the alarm and i'm just curious to know why Maybe just because I surround myself with this stuff all the time and I'm always reading and I like to learn about what's going on in the world. Uh, maybe enough people don't know what's going on. You know, I mean, it's not like you turn on the news or if, if people turn on the news anymore. There's no people don't watch news anymore. You just get it online. You know, True. so what's going to put more asses in the seats talking about, you know, a central bank digital currency or, you know, who would be a shittier president, Biden or Trump? Well, the, the latter sounds more interesting because we can talk about how, you know, we have two incompetent people running for probably one of the most important offices in the world. Yeah, the presidential election stresses me out. I'm like, Biden's old. Trump is disgusting. Why are these our options? I'm like, there are so many. Let's not even talk about it. Well, no, let me <laughs> add, but, but see, but there, but there is an angle. Th- there is something to that because we talk about investing. We talk about creating and protecting wealth. You cannot effectively create and protect your wealth if you live in an environment where there is too much government control because there, with the idea of the government controlling what you do with your money, how you spend it, where you can spend it, that has a direct effect on your ability to, to create and protect wealth. Um, so I think it's, it, it's a valid conversation to have um, in particular because there are other people that run for this office that we never hear about. Um, there's this guy, Chase Oliver, who is a libertarian candidate. I, I, the libertarians have not put forth their candidate yet, but he's one that's running. If anyone looks at, at his policies, I don't know many people who would disagree with anything he says. I mean, he is, so, you know, I'm, I'm a pro sec, I'm a uh, supporter of the second amendment. Um, so maybe some people aren't pro second amendment, but beyond that, like everything else should really be okay with everybody. It's, it's really just boils down to, you know, personal sovereignty. It's your body. You do what you want with it. Nobody ha- t- can tell you what you can do with your body. You know, f- embracing free markets, 
just basically all the all the good stuff without the bad stuff. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I do you know? Have you ever heard of him before? No, but yeah. I'm gonna look into him. <laughs> Most people don't know who know who he is, um, but he's not gonna be on the debate stage yeah. with Biden or Trump. Um, and he would pro- he without a doubt is is far more qualified for the office of president than those two guys. Um, and this to me is just an ex- another example of how there is um, I hate using the word deep state because it's so cliche. But why you know? But think about it. Like how how is this? How, how are these the, the options when there are legitimate options out there that aren't getting any attention? It, that is by design, and that should worry people. Because ultimately, again, this affects your ability to create and protect your wealth and to live in a free society, embracing the fundamentals of personal sovereignty, all the things that we're supposed to have. And we do still have them to some degree, but it's getting kind of chipped away. Um, it's almost like that uh, the story about the frog. You know, you put the frog in the water and then you turn the heat on. You put it in like a pot, okay, a frog in a pot of water and then you turn the heat on and it's gradually heats up the frog won't leave the frog just stays in the water till it dies oh yeah i have pet frogs so so we can say that's analogous to to what's happening here yeah you're just like chilling and you're like oh it's like the the little meme of the dog in the firehouse and it's just like everything's fine yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but see we don't know you know we don't know that these things are happening we don't know about cbdc's we don't know that there are other options besides Trump and, and Biden. You know, we don't know. How, I mean, I, you, can, you can look it up and you can see lists upon lists of all the things that have um, been done by the, those who run these big banks over the years that are criminal. Like they, they broke the law and they're wealthier for it and nothing happens to them. No, one, no one's talking about this. I don't care what if you listen to CNN or Fox or whatever it may be, rarely do they discuss this. And if they do discuss it, it's, it's, it's really Trump. only discussed. It's like, oh, what like like this crazy-ass guy did. Yeah. Yeah, and then, it, and then it goes away. And so if you think about it, if you, do P, if you do PR for a bank, what a cush job. Oh, well, I'll just wait till something happens. I'll put out a press release. We'll pay a fine and then move on. <sighs> I didn't mean to bring everybody down. I'm really, really sorry. I thought this would be a very... <laughs> You know, fun <laughs> podcast. You can you know make fun of banks and stuff, but yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but th- you know, sometimes sometimes it's important to talk about these things. It's important to talk about um, the things that nobody else is talking about. I mean, it's one of the things that one of the reasons I think we've been around for so long is because we would write about things that were happening before anybody else was, particularly from an investment standpoint. You know, like Keith Cole was talking about fracking before fracking was a thing. I was talking about solar and wind before solar and wind was a thing. Um, cannabis. It's going to be like even like, yeah, weed and stuff. And yeah. So if we see an opportunity, and so we look at all, all the stuff that's happening in, um, you know, in our country where we see kind of a de- devaluing of our freedoms, um, we can look at that as a hundred percent a crisis situation, but per- perhaps we can, um, you know, find some opportunity in that in that too. And that's why I would encourage people that are watching this to, um, if you're not getting the free letters, you know, sign up um, because 
you know, yeah. we, we do offer, we do offer, uh, you know, alternatives to the system, yeah. you know, that will, will help you protect and, and create your wealth. And um, as the world goes to shit, you know, you better have your economic house in order. For sure. Or fiscal house in order. That makes more sense. Yeah. Get your house in order. All, <laughs> all of your houses. And check the description to get our free newsletters. Subscribe. Like this video. Comment. Give us your worst or don't be nice for once. Just I don't care. You can be mean to me all you want. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, be mean to me too. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but still. Anyway, well, thanks for coming. My pleasure. To town, you know, thanks for joining. Thanks again for everyone for watching. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>